0: Thank you Montreal, you guys have been wonderful hosts this week. I'd like to congratulate Joe Sackick and the Colorado Avalanche. Before we make our selection, on behalf of the Marchman family and the San Jose Sharks organization, I want to express our sincere thanks for the outpouring of love and support that we have received over the last 24 hours in response to the sudden loss of our beloved friend and colleague, Brian Marchman. As most of you know, Brian loved the game of hockey. He absolutely loved it. He breathed it. He used it. No one was happier to be at the rink than mush. His opponents may not have enjoyed playing against him, but as someone who was his teammate, I can tell you that there was no one I'd rather go into battle with, or who you would want on the bench than Brian. Brian's reputation on the ice was that of a fierce, relentless competitor, but off the ice he was honest, down to earth, loving, and he truly cared about people. You could tell this by the way he engaged with everyone, the questions he asked, and the time he spent with you as a person. The imprint that he has left on his teammates during his 17-year NHL career, the Sharks prospects who he has mentored and helped develop and on his colleagues, both inside and outside of the Sharks organization, will be felt well into the future. Tonight, we again send our most heartfelt condolences to all of Brian's family and friends, but particularly his parents, John and Joanne, his siblings, Wayne, Carrie, and Tara, and especially his wife, Kim, his children, Mason, and Logan. We love you, Brian. You will be missed, but you will never be forgotten.
1: Welcome to the Two Months Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall.
2: (laughs) Rick White, Here's Radulov with a kiss. Scores! One time. tries it again, turns, shoots, scores!
3: Austin Matthews in, shoots, scores! Austin Matthews! Schultz
2: ahead, Crosby onside,
1: behind the fence toward the net, he scores! Back across, fired, score!
2: Crosby again! Taves with a shot, he scores! Taves, shots in front, they score! Jonathan Taves ties it! Look at that! Are you watching this? What a brilliant piece oh. of work from Connor McDavid. Wow. You're losing some energy, but I have two trades to... I have... That's good. Okay. You want to hear the two trades? They involve the Canadians. Trade number one. Montreal Canadiens trade... Alexander Romanoff and pick and pick number 98 in this year's draft to the New York Islanders in exchange for a pick number 13 in this year's draft. <laughs> wow.
1: Romanoff Trade st- two. started to be a fan favorite here.
2: Montreal trades picks number 13 and 66 in this year's draft. To the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Kirby Doc. Wow.
3: If it's done right the first time, you don't have to redo it. If you get Pete's concrete to pour your driveway, you don't need a repeat. When your patio is a PTO, you don't need a repeat. When Pete's Concrete fixes your sidewalk, all it takes is once. You don't need a repeat. And if your basement leaks, a Pete's repair helps avoid a repeat. Get it done right the first time with the colors and textures you want so you don't have to redo it. For concrete, you can choose Pete's or repeat's. Pete's Concrete.
1: Welcome back to the Two Months podcast presented by Pete's Concrete. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. We are back again with the boys. Uh, We got Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going?
4: Vandy is dandy, just off a a nine day Kelowna trip. Refreshed, recharged, ready to go. Hit the work week tomorrow. Nice.
1: Back at her. (laughs) There
3: we go. And we got uh, Brody Macapar. Broads, how's it going? boys uh yeah it's going well i'm getting ready for vacation Clay's coming home i'm getting ready to leave in a week here nice. rupper and i went on a mandate today and saw top gun this afternoon great <laughs> so yeah solid sunday yeah,
4: exactly. you couldn't talk him into joining the pod right
3: eh? I you know i can couldn't talk him into coming well no. 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 great movie cool.
1: though yeah yeah i guess was, was it was a good movie Sorry.
3: it was very good very well done Yeah, very good
1: that's good it's good to hear yeah yeah, no, things in uh, things over here just uh, back at work here soon and uh, just enjoying uh life as we as it is and things have been busy and and good and work's been busy and work's been good and life's been busy and life's been good, I guess. So it's uh just uh, getting back it's on. Getting it. Bought, yeah, no, I bought a new vehicle, so that's always good. So What'd you buy? I got a Lincoln Navigator. So No big deal. Same the, the same look you just gave me. Uh, Vandy, as my mom did too. So she, uh, she kind of laughed at it. it's it, a big uh, vehicle for
4: me. Yeah, How's that
1: it's on? actually pretty good. I got it for a good deal. I got, I sold my truck for a really good price. So I made some money, and uh, yeah, you know, good. things are good. And uh, I'm down, uh, down some weight too. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm almost down to 217. So. Boy. Yeah, so it's at 252. So I'm uh, down around 220 right now. So I'm uh, looking to get to like 210 if I can. But uh, so that's a positive thing. So I can't wait. Yeah, I
4: got <laughs> below 210 and like.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a while. I Look
4: at my double just a <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, exactly. You know. No, that's good. Yeah, and then uh, Bob McKenzie gave us a call the other day. He's. uh he was going to come on the pod. I was trying to get him on for the before the draft, but uh, he's been super busy. But it was kind of good to connect with him and get some advice and just, you know, him uh, liking the podcast and and all that. So things have been good there. So uh, shout out to the Father for, uh, I guess in a way, ruining the draft for some people. <laughs> Brody didn't but like I guess it. You
4: could live bet it. Like Not a bad <laughs> no. <laughs> And yeah. just go off of Bob Father's <laughs> tweets. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, he um he, he you know, that. like I said, I said like I said in the in the eternal tech that we have, he's been doing that since TSN's lost the rights for the draft. So he, don't, he, oh. don't give, he don't give two fucks. Yeah. <laughs> so he just kinda if he has the information he will obviously he kinda stopped. I think some people probably got to him because he, he was on a roll. I think he got like seven or eight in a row and then he just kind of stopped. So I, I think he proved his point what was going on and, and leaves with that. But uh, I just thought it was funny because he's been doing it for every year. But uh, um, we'll – We'll open up with the draft. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought, you know, Gary Bettman embraced the booing as he as he always does. I always find that interesting. He
4: was somewhat entertaining, wasn't he? It was. <laughs>
1: it was. Give, give, say what you want about Gary. It was kind of funny yeah. when, when he was about to announce the new trade. They didn't boo as hard. He goes, oh, you guys are fading off. And then the fans started picking up. Again,
4: so We yeah. got traded in Montreal. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know what? It's uh, You may want to listen. Yeah, you're going to want to listen to this. So, um, but uh, I thought the draft overall was kind of insane on the first night. I think that's kind of what you expect at times. But uh, you know, Broads, throw to you first. What did you think of uh, the whole draft uh,
3: experience, even over the full two days? Uh, you know what? I was sitting in my living room with my kids and my wife. We were watching it, and it was—we were literally jumping up and down at all the uh, anarchy. It was just absolutely crazy. Everything that happened in a span of well, 20 minutes? we guess? 30 minutes? Yeah it was the most fun i've had watching a draft ever it was absolutely wild and great entertainment like great entertainment
1: yeah it lived up to the hype for sure uh danny would you say that it's lived up to that hype? oh yeah yeah
4: it was chaotic i was trying to follow it wi-fi was sketchy we were trying to sit outside because it was a nice night and then we finally got it my wife got it going and then yeah it, it was chaotic yeah totally no. botched my one two three 2 3 it wasn't even my pick it was Broads pick that's my bad buddy that's my bad I'll email you some money <laughs> But like, uh, Nicole's like, why are you so invested in it? Obviously, we're hockey fan, but yeah. I find told door. I'm like, I bet on the first three picks. Yeah, it just looks like I'm pathetic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Vandy, what did you think of the uh of, your eyes of Klosky going first overall? Do you think that's obviously like but we won't know for a hindsight, bit? Here, but go ahead.
4: In hindsight, we should have known when yeah. they got Doc and Cat. I mean, they they. Shane Wright wasn't going to fit. yeah. And we should have known that they were going to get a winger for either, you know, for Doc or
1: Suzuki, Suzuki. whoever. Yeah.
4: But, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't, the, the defenseman, I didn't, I can't say that I know him all that well or follow him all that well. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you kind of knew that Arizona was going to go with Cooley. Yeah. And then, obviously, Wright, I still thought, Cutter was gonna go uh, to Seattle, but anyway, whatever it it worked out.
1: Well, Seattle was gonna go with the defenseman if he was there, right? But but obviously, New Jersey, you know, like they they, that was their, you know, they've already gotten some forwards.
4: You know what? You know what you saw too. This draft is you saw kind of the old boy GMs pushing, getting pushed out by some of these young guys willing to make those bold moves. Yeah. And I hate that term, bolden, but willing to, you know, get some balls and and make some trades and get something going. Yeah.
1: Uh, Bro, your thoughts on Shane Wright going to Seattle. And, uh, you know, I think it would be tough for him to go to Montreal in a way because you've got so many legends that have played for that organization. So now he can go to Seattle. They're they're one year into the league. He can he, his his legacy can be better fomented in Seattle probably than it would be in Montreal. You know he could be the best player in Seattle for years. And obviously, Ron Francis drafted him, and he got drafted yeah. fourth. Uh, you know, fourth overall. But thoughts on uh, Shane Wright going to Seattle?
3: I think it's probably looking back and thinking later in his life he'll be like, oh, that was actually a really good idea. He's on a crappier team. He'll get more opportunity to play, way less spotlight, and. I think long-term way better, way better for him, right? A little less pressure, a little heat right out of the gates or every moment of his career. Right. Yeah. And I did like, um, when he gave the fuck you look to the table, I don't know if it's yeah. been proven that he was actually at that table or not, but his look was pretty awesome. I think that's, Shows what a competitor he is, and I think that all that
1: will actually make him a better player. Personally. Oh, oh yeah, he, he he denied it today. Uh that him and Matt Banerds were uh, at the at the baseball game today in Seattle, but he, he pretty much downplayed it. But of course, you're going to. But we all know that that's what that look was for. And, you know, that was but, that. But it, Go ahead.
4: At, at the end of the day, you know, to drop three spots like that, like is it just like is that? Is that a character issue i, I don't you know, know what i don't, I don't, I don't, know, don't but, or is it uh just a need like a, well, it's, a, it's
1: probably a need but look at but you like montreal yeah. i don't know if they've come out and said it i don't know if Hughes, their gm has said it if they, if they they must have known they were getting docked before like you just got that that, oh, that yeah. trade just that trade just doesn't happen within yeah. like 20 minutes like you know you know you're probably oh, yeah. There's some legwork to that trade at some point so obviously with that you know you knew you had something Something there, but obviously you couldn't get that if you got some of the other pieces needed to move around. So, you know, in in that way of like the way the draft goes, obviously that's that's kind of how how things work out. But uh, I think with the Shane Wright thing, I think like two things here. Uh, I think for these guys that are exceptional, get the exceptional status, their game gets picked apart more often than the regular. Day to day guy, so I think that's a bit of a tougher thing there. Plus, he was robbed two years of playing hockey. He didn't go overseas because OHL didn't play last year because of COVID, and he got some pushback from that in the interview. For like anyone that's uh, listened to some other episodes or uh, other uh, interviews, like they did say that their Montreal pushed them pretty hard of like, how come you didn't go overseas to go play like some of the other kids did, and he chose not to because he really believed that the OHL was going to get back up and running. So you know, there's two things there that went against them, but I don't know, maybe there's a character thing that we don't know about. Uh, you know, I didn't clue into that internal chat you guys are saying about the birthday thing. And, like, okay. and I, yeah, I, <laughs> I love that movie, but I totally forgot. It. I had a brainstorm yeah. when you guys said that. So well, I, <laughs> I, know
4: Ruff, yeah. I tried to find that article that Ruff was texting about, but uh, I don't know what, yeah. you know, whatever he, he ended up in Seattle and I think having a GM, that played that 200 foot game. Like scouts say that that Wright can play. I think that that's going to benefit him. I
1: mean, yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, it, it, like you can just absorb all that experience from from Ron Francis and 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 you know learn from one of the best in the game for sure. Um, I heard a bunch of uh,
3: one of the feedback. error feedback. Some of the stuff I heard on social media night even mean social media tsn sports sportsnet was saying how they looking back they thought maybe it's because the ceiling wasn't as high as some of the other guys yeah and they, they kept saying you know he was only going to be you know compared to like a patrice Bergeron. in my head i'm like and not uh whoever pick an elite somebody a little bit better than you know i'm like wow, oh, that's that's terrible yeah patrice bergeron i would that would be a terrible
4: <laughs> yeah. Give me twenty three of them. And I'm,
3: exactly. I'm every year. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And obviously, like our last episode with Craig Button, he went, he dove deep into Shane right before the draft, and he talked about, you know, he got pushback himself because there's no wow factor, and he's like, well, I don't remember. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he's like, I don't remember in the scouting report that there's a wow factor, you know? He's like, Shane, uh, he's like Patrice Bergeron doesn't wow you, but he's still a great player, Hall of Famer, right? So. Um, you know, it's not like there's on the high, he's like, you know, on a highlight reel every night, you know, for a wow play or whatever like that. So, um, you know, and he just said the same thing when, with the trade with Jerome McGinley and Joe Newendike, right? So he talked about that, but, uh, no, I thought it was interesting. I think Sofkoski going to be a really good player. He, obviously the size, you can see that he gets, a, it, it runs deep in the family there and, and, uh, he's a very confident, confident kid. I thought the draft overall was good. Um, There are some pretty good moments there uh, of of what's going on in that draft. And, you know, I think there, you know, some good, some, some good players. And I don't know, like, I know there's a talk. It feels like the nail Yakupov's draft. And I would hope not. I would hope that this draft would be pretty good, but we'll find out for a few years from now. but. Um, you know thoughts on thoughts on this draft uh, overall. Besides some of the picks, uh, Broads, of you know, do you think this could be a nail-pock nail, po- nail Yakovov poc- draft, or do you think there's a, a better ceiling for it? Man, I don't even have the
3: slightest clue. I've heard that it's a weak draft, but I don't I don't watch these guys enough to have any clue whether it's a good, yeah. bad, or an draft. So I don't mean to be boring, but I have absolutely zero idea.
1: Yeah. And I think what that might be to be expected in a way because what has happened in the world the last few years because a lot of these kids haven't been able to play a normal schedule, the same amount of games because of COVID. Right? So that you know that. I think be maybe part of my end
3: is because the orders were, were actually good and I wasn't looking at who's going to be a top five draft pick. I didn't care because <laughs> we're getting some guy at twenty eight or twenty nine, which yeah, turns out pretty good. Yeah, uh, you
1: know. Candy, your thoughts on uh, – we'll go to the Oilers. Yeah. On, on, well, on that
4: draft, go on that. Yeah, point. no, on the draft. I mean, I think it was just because it was so chaotic and everybody remembers the Nail Yakupov draft and yeah. just because of, you know, you don't want to call it a boy. It was a bus. Yeah. Call it
1: yeah. what it was. Yeah.
4: And uh, I don't know. You can't – we're not on the inside, so I'm, I'm not even going to speculate whether these kids – I mean, I recognize some of the names, but most of these kids played – and you look at the World Juniors. Yeah, that's how kind of I gauge where these kids are at. And I mean, they, they played what two games? Some teams didn't even play a game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
4: yeah, so no, nah, you, you won't tough. What what I think you will see is is I think these guys aren't necessarily going to be ready to play. Yeah. Next year, I think no. they're. I think with the last two years, I think you're going to see. You know, Shane right will probably make the step. Um, but uh, I think they're they're probably a couple of years behind in development. Yeah,
1: and, uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: No, there's nothing wrong. with that. No, yeah.
1: no, you shouldn't rush them either, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, thoughts on uh, you know the Oilers pick Reed Schaefer, local product. Uh, we'll throw to you on this one, Vandy. First, uh, your thoughts on on Reed Schaefer of what you know, but obviously getting some size and and uh, you know you got you're pretty good on the back end for depth. So now you got to forward.
4: Well yeah, you got a local boy, I, you know, you, it's tough. Local kids tend to, you know, uh, struggle a little bit in Edmonton. They they it, it's just the, the eyes on him a little bit more. Um I you know, I don't know. I don't know much about him. He's, is that the redheaded kid?
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Looks like he's got a little bit of a temper, so I mean, big body. I yeah. think you're yeah, he's uh, on like
1: he, even in the WHL final, he was in Procock's face uh, Luke Protop and he was in uh Goolies face a lot. Like he he's not he's not afraid to to shy away from physical play or or getting you know, it up, right? He's got the size to back it up too. So eighty
4: eight well, yeah. minutes, so sixty points, eighty eight PIMs. Yeah. I mean that's your yeah. 200, 100 point guy. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. in the eighties
1: nineties, right? Exactly. Uh what's your thoughts on this pick, uh, Brody?
3: well i think it kind of goes back to saying how vandy was saying uh the guys won't be ready because they lost a year. he's probably the perfect example i read a stat uh that he was an eighth round pick the whl draft and he looked you now four years later all of a sudden he's a first round draft pick like that's insanity man He a late, late bloomer um uh, apparently he's a goal scorer he's got a bit of a jerk i guess which is great like in a good way yeah on um, and
1: I'll let you know in five years whether he's good or he's not. Yeah, exactly, right. So we'll, we won't know for a bit here. And obviously, with Ken Holland's history with players, he doesn't uh, he doesn't push them in, right? He uh, he overwrites them. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. So, which is a good thing. Um, you know, thoughts on the Chicago Blackhawks, Brody? What the hell are they doing here?
3: I get the DeBrinket because they got to qualify him at nine something. So give or take, paying him ten million bucks. Uh, that one actually makes sense, but I don't get in any what capacity, in what world do you think that trading a 21-year-old or 22-year-old is, 21, 22, Kirby Dock, Right hand, huge centerman, skilled, talented, power play, penalty kill, basically like a gets-off type of guy. I don't know why. In what world do you need to trade that guy to do a rebuild? To me, he's the number one guy you keep. To, well, I don't know what – maybe they know that his injury. From, remember, he broke his wrist. Maybe that's all going to be – yeah. Lingers, I don't know, There's got to be something more to it because if, if there's not, it makes zero sense. Does anything come out about that?
1: Not that I know of for injury wise, no. You know, it's, uh, I think the, everyone was just stunned. Like, obviously, friend of the pod, Bob Stoffer, he, uh, he tweeted oh, what the hell are Chicago Blackhawks doing. Jason Greger, oh. he's been on with us. Another, he was like that too, but, uh, You know, and I think they're what they're trying to do here. I don't know if you agree with this, Vandy, Are they trying to force the hand so they can get rid of Kane and Taves as as well too here? Because they got one year left on their deals. Well,
4: okay, but so they had to. They're going to have to qualify to bring out a 10 mil. But every team eventually is going to have a 10 million dollar guy. Why not a 50 potential 50? He's going to score 50 if he hasn't already. Yeah.
3: In Forty. you. I'm actually
4: going to score fifty playing with Kane. Now, with that being said, I don't understand why you don't move away from Kane and Taves. Yeah. And 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 because I mean you, you're still going to get Taves is still going to get you a good return. Yeah. Same with and obviously Kane.
1: He's going to get it's, you a good return. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I, it
4: makes no sense. No. To no me zero.
1: Zero I mean, sense in my opinion. And why that's, you wouldn't but...
4: let these two grow? potentially being Taves Kane again, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean I, I don't it makes zero sense.
1: Yeah, it make. doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. We'll see and what I, happens with Taves and Kane Well I,
4: I said it, right? These managers, some of the managers come in and they they maybe them and who am I to judge what a manager does, but like maybe these guys, some of the moves they overthink and they they it just ends up costing them. Like it, yeah, I, this is nothing makes sense about the the deals.
1: No, nothing at all. So, no, nothing at all. It. Uh, we'll see we what to happens. Get, well, they got Mrazek. Yeah, you know, that was. Well, and, like are they failing?
4: Is, is it Bernard? Bernard's Berard, year? This year? Yeah.
1: Next year? Yeah. This year coming oh, up? Are you know, they? Yeah, him. Uh,
4: but but who's Bernard gonna pass this? Yeah. yeah. Who's he gonna pass yeah. like,
1: Gonna get you out of retirement. So.
4: <laughs> I had yeah. a. a Connor Bedard on a line in midget double A Ruptown, and he fed me no decoys. I would wait. I would wait at that red line until he got the puck out of our zone, and I would slap my stick, and he still wouldn't pass me.
1: He's not here. To, he's not here to defend himself on this that's one. All right. Is, that's right.
4: I'll, I'll stroke the fire until he comes on. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. The agent for Kane and Tate, Papri just said, We just need to let this breathe a bit and we'll have a comment soon. He's like, We just we can't make much comment right now. So, um, they'll be you know, they texting and calling right there, get me the fuck out of here. Pretty much, yeah,
4: that's pretty much what that's probably happening, So well, And they said their, their guy was that, that defenseman, yeah, so they, pretty much everything. They did was to get korchinski
1: yeah and they didn't even have it. it you know that's re- a defenseman they really wanted if you go back he was the, one of the only guys that didn't have a nameplate on the back of his jersey but they yeah. really wanted him like i didn't make that made no freaking sense to me it's like <laughs> that's a guy you wanted you were targeting him you obviously moved around to get him and then uh you don't even have a name you I just, didn't have the name tag from when you really <laughs> wanted him like i don't get it man that's just another thing that goes I went on in that organization that I just I don't know I couldn't understand but whatever. Well, Rupp,
4: Rupp posted the uh, I think it was on his Instagram reel or yeah. story whatever the hell they call it, and he posted a picture of the Cleveland Indians that brought that yeah. managed the it Major League.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: that's who's running the Hawks right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a dicey one for sure. So. Uh, and such, and know what, know what, and that's not good. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm a sitting back here and I'm in the NHL and I'm a, I'm a player or agent or whatever, whatever role I do play in the NHL, I'm not, I'm looking at this situation, not happy because Chicago is a high revenue league, like team. Like yeah. they bring in a lot of dollars and when you need dollars right now, they're, they're, they're they're on the way down right now, and that's not good because you need dollars to bring this revenue up. So, if I'm sitting back here as a player or manager or even Gary Bettman, I'm like, what the hell we yeah, doing? Is that like,
4: escrow? Well,
1: yeah, it's gonna affect yeah. it. You know, like look at what happened when they weren't good, right? So, but uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of stick to the Chicago theme, but uh, Oilers theme here. Duncan Keith, obviously, you're gonna set. He's gonna retire here. Um, you know, I think the Oilers want to do a proper send off here. Uh, Pierre LeBret first reported it, uh, you know, that he's going to retire. So obviously the orders will get uh, some cap relief from that, but Chicago won't. So Chicago will eat about $7 million over the next two years. So I think it's like broken up in in chunks here just because that the way those uh, contracts were signed years ago. But, uh, you know, Brody's thoughts on uh, Keith uh, Keith leaving the organization, retiring, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. But uh, what does this do for the orders? Obviously Zach Cassian too traded. So you got a lot of cap space, but
3: I think we won't, I think a year, two, three years down the road, I think we're going to hear more about, Hey, Duncan Keith is the one who told me to do this. Duncan Keith told me that I, I think he would have really helped with these young guys, yeah. like these little Brobergs, those type of young, young guys who need a little hand along the way, but I don't think we'll even know that just the all of it, even close to it. Three, four years from now, when they're coming back in interviews saying, thank God, Keith told me this. I listened to Keith. I, just sitting beside him and addressing was probably the leadership he probably chipped in with was awesome. So I, I thought he was a good defensive He wasn't great, he wasn't bad. He was just kind of exactly what I expected, and uh, he was awesome to watch in Chicago. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, he uh, he definitely was, and obviously, you know, he doesn't. He, he said himself, I believe if he can't play up to the way he would want to. He wouldn't. He wouldn't stick around any longer. So obviously, he wants to. To hold his name high, and I thought he played pretty good. <laughs> good to see. Yeah. He had some moments, but
3: uh exactly. He, yeah, he did.
1: Exactly. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on this move and uh, the Cassian move, uh, Vandy?
4: Well, when you think of the Blackhawks run, you think of of Taves, Kane, and then you think of Seabrook and Keith. Yeah. On the back end, I mean, Johansson, but he's always played that that role anyway. But ah, uh, yeah, definitely Hall of Fame career. I think I agree with Brody. I think what he brought, you hope that a lot of these guys really took it in. In particular Bouchard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I think I think a lot of Keith's struggles this year were when he was with Bouchard and maybe trying to, to do too much, do more and, and kind of show by playing as opposed to just let the kid go and, and make you know kind of cover whatever it is. But
1: yeah.
4: Um no i i mean i i I hope he doesn't leave the game because as quiet and nonchalant as he is in interviews i think you you can't you can't teach that mind that he has for the the defensive part and the offensive part of the game yeah i hope if the others are smart you you, you know i love paul coffee growing up but get rid of him and and get keith in a position where he can work with these young kids coming in yeah that's a good idea yeah
1: so it, it's uh it can work well for his family coming back and forth a bit you know probably wants to be a little bit closer to his son again and but uh you know if you can kind of come and go whenever you want but being there to support them i think will be a good thing at you know, money well spent in my opinion but uh the endurance he had, he was probably one of the best endurance from you know everything you heard and read that he broke and shattered that record uh, at any NHL combine and at every NHL camp. That
4: uh, Listen, he- follow him on Instagram. I, I think I mentioned yeah. this yeah. last year. Yeah. You follow him on Instagram, he's got that quiet shoot yeah. lake in behind the mountains, in behind Oak- Lake Okanagan, and he's – I mean, the, the training he does is incredible, and he's yeah. probably – I mean, he could easily still play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. you
3: know, he yeah. wondered if
1: there was kind <laughs> gonna... of. Yeah. So, what do you guys think the others are going to do here with this cap space? Like, there's obviously a lot of rumors right now. It's, you know. Let's we'll
4: give Holland be... credit on getting cap space. 20 million bucks.
2: <laughs> a
1: week ago, we had zero. Now they have 20 million bucks. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. no, it is. Yeah. It is. see, you know, <laughs> it's, it's Stafford goes on his show and he goes. They're going to have more cap space than people realize and everyone's like, what are you talking about? So obviously, you know, proof's in the pudding and, you know, made some trades. It might even get more if they trade Warren Fogle, but uh, we'll see what happens here. But, you know, um, I, it they got to make the, like, I think obviously goaltending is priority number one. So if that's Jack Campbell, if, that, if that's, uh, you know, Darcy Kemper, uh, you know, whatever that has to do, you got to make that right. You got to, you got to, that's the first thing you got to do there obviously you really don't want to overpay, but you know, there's not many goalies and there's a lot of teams more looking for goal right now. So maybe for the goalies, that's a good thing because they're going to get paid. And Jack Campbell's only made $6 million up to this point in his career. So he is looking to cash in big time and, you know, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen in Toronto. And that's kind of early on in the year that they lowballed him. And ever since that he's, you know, it's put it away and I'll just prove myself. And I don't blame him for that. You know, like, This one time you have a chance to to cash in. So, you know, do you do you want to see that Campbell here? Obviously, he's good friends with Zach Hyman. But uh, Brody, your thoughts on on Campbell as a goaltender for the next five years?
3: Uh, Goalies are like booty, man. I don't know. Like, is there a difference between Kemper and Campbell? Who's better? Who's worse? I don't know. To me, they're both would be kind of average.
1: Yeah, they're in that tier four (laughs) level. Would you say? part of me would you, would you say they're in that tier four level of goaltenders
3: well i'm of the opinion there's you know a handful of elite goaltenders and then there's everybody else in my world yeah to me you get kemper you get jack campbell I don't even know who the other guys are available like yeah. i'd be happy with either or it doesn't really matter to me I, but I, I do think that they better get a goddamn goalie right away yes where there's like he's, what, he's got three years of trying to get a goalie. He's got to get a goalie this time. Like he has to get a goalie, or else there's no chance. Or yeah, well, that should be priority one. Even if they overpaid by a million. If if they come back and say they paid him six million bucks over five years for five, I'm done. I don't care. Just we have the goalie, and then to me they need two defensemen, not just one. And worry about depth wingers later. Uh, you can have those anyway, right there. The diamond doesn't. As free
1: agency goes it's on, true. you're probably going to find a, a hidden gem somewhere, right? So, you yeah. know, maybe it's a Thomas Pitar or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But um, Done. you're going to, you, you, you're, you're seen it with Kane when you brought Kane in, right? So you got yeah. him in at cheap and he, he was found he was money. Uh, Vandy, your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I, I know I, I would love to see Campbell here. I, I think that'd be a good fit just for the hymen. He, and he wants to play here. But I, I think the more the more I think about it, Kemper, you know, proven he just won the Stanley Cup, guys. Yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly.
4: <laughs> like it, or, you know, struggle or not, and he had a bad eye injury. But uh, I think you got to I think you got to get Kemper signed and yeah. get him here, and let him get. It to me, Kemper obviously was in Arizona, but I just don't know if he's had a time to settle in on a place. And Colorado was. You know, the proverbial wagon this year. But I mean, like it or not, he won a Stanley Cup. And if you can bring that into the room, you know, hey, Connor, this is what McKinnon did. This is stuff like that goes so far. Duncan Keith, the more we can, guys we can bring in with that pedigree, with that winning attitude, the best, the better, right? Jack Campbell, I mean, it would be nice. He's a little bit of, is he the same age? I
1: think Campbell's older, I believe, so I, I, I don't know. Do you have it up there, uh, Broads?
4: Hang on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Kemper's 32. Okay. Campbell's 30. So, <laughs> I, that, that, I mean, you're whatever. I, I think you go with Kemper. I think you get him signed. Let him fit. Let him find. Because who else is there? Yeah. Gorgiev is gone. Uso's gone, yeah, yeah, and you already had Talbot yeah.
1: there, but he's you know, No,
4: don't go back. You are, to that. I know,
1: but you had him here, so you're not going to go that, yeah, right? yeah, you don't know? go
4: back to that. I think he's signed, you do whatever it takes to sign, Kemper. yeah,
1: because yeah. you're giving up assets for for, for for Talbot, right? So I don't know if you do that because you're already giving up assets right now. So, and and then there's obviously Matt Murray, and looks like that's looks like Matt Murray only wants to play. Well, it looks like McConnell.
4: Ontario's battling out for, yeah, Matt
1: yeah, it's like. <laughs> We'll get, that. we'll get into that in a second. But uh, um but yeah, I, I, I think uh, you know I definitely I definitely think you know you gotta get Kemper, but obviously it looks like Washington, like Carol Lebrun's reporting that Washington's the heavy front runner for Kemper and Ryan Rushog reporting Campbell's the heavy front runner for Remington, So, you know, maybe those are those are the fits there. And did I
4: miss that? Where's Samsonov? Or is it Samsonov?
1: Yeah, yeah, Samsonov. Yeah, he's still in Washington. They traded uh, Vitek Berejak to, uh, I think it was the uh, Devils, I believe. So,
4: yeah.
1: So, but they look like, it looks like now you're going in that direction of you want to go a one two tandem. Like, you're, you're, I think
4: you need to nowadays. You you,
1: you know, like, I think the only, the only outlier to that is probably the Batsaleskis, maybe the Shesterkins, Like, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, obviously in that case, uh, you know, uh, Markstrom, but Markstrom looked like he got tired towards the end of the year and they didn't give him enough rest. But it looks like there's only two goaltenders that can play that maybe 65 games. And and I even think that's tough for a guy like, uh, you know, like those guys well, I, too. So. I don't know.
4: You, you get Kemper in there and and just it, it's not about the on-ice play for me. Yeah. If everybody's screaming, oh, well, it gives Skinner a chance and,
3: yeah. No, no.
4: first bro. of all, local kid again. I yeah. not to no. I'm not bashing him, but no. local kids have a hard time. There's so many distractions that people don't think about. You know, tickets every game that blah blah blah. But but not only that, but you bring Camp in, give Skinner whoever the backup or whoever it's gonna be, yeah. If it's Skinner and, and just the mindset yeah. in the dressing room of how to prepare yourself and how to be a professional hockey player. Yeah. not saying that that Skinner doesn't know how to be but just the, that extra push here's what we did in these situations I've been here I've done that I played in a final game you know of a Stanley Cup I, I it, that to me goes so far it, yeah I've, and I've, I've, that's what yeah. this team needs is experience yeah more than
1: anything right now yeah no exactly so we'll see what they do there i do agree with you bros. earlier i think they need, like obviously with keith retiring they need to address the left side of defense i don't think nurse uh you know you're going to need to kind of fill that void of uh of what keith did but you know nurse uh unfortunately nurse never going to get those points as like a first time first power play defenseman kind of thing he's not going to get 60 to 80 points because you know is going to play ahead of him and if barry's on this team again then gonna play ahead of him on the power play so those points will be taken from, from uh from nurse but you know i don't know um you know I, I like right now the list isn't great but uh you know there's you obviously got brett Kulak. what you saw what you had so you but he's 27 in his prime he probably wants to cash in too. so local kid as well but uh we'll see what happens there and his agent has uh, been a very busy agent and a good friend of yours Broads uh, jerry Johansson. so so we'll
4: what, what an there. article! Yeah, what an article! <laughs> that was good. Article was incredible. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll shift gears to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, Elliot Friedman reporting tonight that uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, Ottawa Senators are in the running for Matt Murray. And this was uh, this is not new news because this happened uh, about three weeks ago that it was brought up um, and uh, Toronto radio. <laughs> good friends of the pod uh on the overdrive cast there they went nuts um so they almost burned the station down because because of that um i i it looks like it's probably gonna happen it's a saint sue uh you know it's a that saint suit uh uh kind of connection with uh, the greyhounds there and you know, that's where Dubis wants to lie his eggs in and, and make sure that that's what he wants to, to pick. You're probably getting, if you're getting him, you're probably bringing back some some good assets. You're not getting that full contract. You're probably getting Connor Brown back on the Maple Leafs. It's what it looked like. Um, you're going to have to, you know, because no way you're, like, you're going to just take him on and half the salary. It looks like you're going to have to add a sweetener to that. But, uh, and I got some empathy for Matt Murray because, you know, Hey, it's been 24 years since my dad passed away, and uh, I'm just saying from afar, it doesn't look like Matt Murray's been the same since he lost his father uh, suddenly. So, you know, and I think that's kind of hurt his game in a way, and then obviously just injuries itself has hurt him too. But uh, at the end of the day, you hope he comes back and gets back to the form. He's won the Stanley Cup twice, but uh, I don't know if that's, uh, that's where you, with Dubas having one year left on his deal, I don't know if that's the right play to do, uh, Broads. Uh, thoughts on that?
3: Oh, goalies are really, man. He could come in, he could be awful, he could be good. Uh, he hasn't been very good lately, right? So, no. and he's a big contract. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's enough to make the Toronto Maple Leafs good, buddy.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't. I don't think it is, especially considering you have to get a sweetener to get your team's going to get worse. Yeah. You add in a goalie, what is he, a below average goalie? Maybe a like 20th rank, would be a guess. You know, if he's your rank is <laughs> the, his, the his, most.
1: His career save percentage is nine twelve, which isn't so bad. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the last couple of years hasn't been good for him at all. And obviously, he spent some time in the American Hockey League's uh, there. Uh, Andy, your thoughts on this? And you know, I, I, I as a Leaf fan and just a hockey fan and all that, I, I it doesn't that doesn't make your team better than what you had last year. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, they were a top six team. You don't think in-
4: he's better than Jack Campbell? Uh, no,
1: I don't think so. But you to look at it actually, Toronto and in in last year. At an 82-game schedule, they had one month out of all the months that you know they had. They had a save percentage over 900. Every other month, Toronto's save percentage was was around you know I think it was 880, and they finished top five in the top six in the league. So you know, but at wow. the end of the day, but you know, and they went to game seven and they lost by one goal and all that. But I don't think uh, I think Jack Campbell's way better than him. But I I personally don't think Jack Campbell's coming back. I think there's some spite there and. You know, you got lowballed at $3.5 million over, I think it was four years. And then at that fourth year, actually the money came down lower. So, you know, Jack Campbell's got to pay gotta get it paid, right? and He's only made $6 million in his career, so he's got to take care of himself. And Toronto did move the Mrazic deal to get more money, but I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I, it, it, that's why I think all these talks of, you know, Murray going there. And, and it looks like if he goes there, Connor Brown's going to go there too with the sweetener, like, they're going to get fifty percent of the salary, and Connor Brown and Matt Murray. So is
4: Ottawa trying
1: to dump them? Is that what? That's what they're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
4: Perfect. Give me Connor Brown. Yeah. Give me Matt Murray again. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the I've won a Stanley Cup, Austin, I've been in a dressing room with Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Yeah. These guys. Give me. I give me Matt Murray. Yeah. I, Matt Murray's to me. <laughs> uh, I, 180 a- degree from jack campbell yeah i mean oh, he, jack campbell is
3: he's is a goalie
4: he's a goalie's goalie You watch him you can just tell he's got his quirks i i can't say that i've watched matt murray in interviews and but watching jack campbell because he played for toronto and you watch him in interviews and you're just like and you're goalie yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through and through man
3: yeah
4: you eat you by yourself you probably you know have your dinner segmented into steak. Oh, I, sedu- after every like, Eagles. if
1: he freezes the puck, he any player around him, he taps him on the shin pads, right? Like one of the only goals that does that. So like, it's a it's a quirk that he has. But uh,
4: well, I don't. You know, he's to a me, very guy Murray, too. And then if they're gonna throw in Connor Brown, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, and I missed Now, Connor, what do you huh? got to
4: give up? I guess.
1: Yeah, you're probably giving up. Some good assets back though too, right? So you're not just getting but the Toronto's a, in you're not getting them for a fifth round pick, but you know,
4: Um I don't know. Matt Murray's an upgrade on Jack Campbell, in my opinion. Okay. And then if you yeah,
1: one, oh, it, it, it. that's good. That's good podcasting. We can agree. You need you, on that, you
4: need that Stanley Cup pedigree yeah. in your dressing room. Yeah, I I, I will not. What's the, I I won't I can't argue that enough. Yeah, yeah, it's so important.
1: All right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And, uh, you know, those are the big things there. Um, so we'll finish up on uh, the San Jose Sharks here. Um, some good news and then some sad news. Uh, you know, the good news, Mike Greer uh, is stepping in and becoming the first Black Shark. Yeah. yeah. Um, so congrats to Mike Greer on that. Obviously, that that executive role runs deep in the family, as everyone knows. Um, but you know thoughts on on this uh, accomplishment, but just the fact that you know, like the owner said, he he just he was most qualified of out of anyone that was interviewing for roads. But uh, your thoughts on this?
3: It's groundbreaking, man. It's a good thing in my household the kids were my both my kids noticed it without uh, having to be prompted by his mom and dad. So that's good to see. Yeah. What's his history as far as being in management?
1: Nothing. He's just there. zero. Zero. Yeah. Like he, uh, wow. yeah, there's not, not much there. Um, you know, even Brian Lawton, who, who does Bob Stoffer's show actually said, uh, uh, you know, he wishes them the best for, he doesn't have a lot of experience in that or a, very little of it. I, and from what I read and I saw, I, you know, it's just, uh, you know, he's been in the roles of, of scouting and whatnot, but as for, on Doug Wilson is
4: going to be well, not, you know, not to speak late,
1: well but Doug Wilson's not there heart. no more, right? So Doug Wilson Jr. You know, is there, okay,
4: like I'm sure well, Doug
1: Wilson's probably still like, you know, they he did move he did move away for some personal reasons and, and whatnot, but you know, his son his son is a big part of that organization, Doug Wilson Jr. Yeah, he's bro.
4: he's gonna have a lot of help, a lot of support. Oh yeah, he's, only, I think,
1: he's not gonna think, be on his own for sure. So Yeah,
4: I think I think he's not gonna take that role with no experience. No,
1: no. no. Unless
4: he's and, got a little bit of Support Invol- yeah. inflation plus he's. Yeah. I mean, Billy G in Minnesota, he's gonna bounce shit off him too. Yeah, right? and
1: and uh, you know, his brother's a general manager for the Minnesota, uh, or uh, the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, so wild, you know, eh? I know it's yeah, like it's wow. you know, and uh, Good on him. yeah, so it's it's kind of you Know at two different sports, but you're being the same, like you're moving things around, nah, it's, it's,
4: it's the it's same famous, thing, right? right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's just a bigger roster for football than it is for hockey. But uh,
4: I loved him when he played here, boy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah. Just happy go lucky yeah. and played the yeah. game. And honestly. it was a lot
1: of former sharks they were interviewing for those for that position. So, good, uh, on, okay. good on him for uh, for doing that. And and I and I uh, I, I can't uh, can't say enough good things like he. He, I dealt with him once. It was at the mall and uh, Kingsway. And he was, I was, I think, I, was, I don't know. I was very young at the time. I was with my brother and, and my brother's friend. And um, we were in the store shopping and he was there with Anson Carter and George of the Rock and then a couple other players. And they were the, the stand up and easy going and, you know just regular just kind of day folks and obviously uh, as you see in his career he's he's had a great career and, and it's good good on him man i i'm very excited to see what he can do because that it shows the game's changing, right? The game's changing in in, in many different directions, as we've seen. There's, there's like Haley Wickenizer, assistant general manager at the Toronto Maple
3: Leafs, now. And,
4: oh. Yeah, there were like four or five women that yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I got
3: assistant coach. you a woman, got assistant coach. I just saw that.
4: Yeah, yeah. All on the same day, actually.
3: It was all kind of a couple of days, probably. Yeah.
1: No, it's a. It was a great thing to see, and the game's changing in that direction. And and as you pointed earlier in the podcast, Vandy, you know, you got. Some young GMs coming in that are coming in with a different mindset and a different look at things, which is not a bad thing, right? So
4: No. Oh. Never is,
1: man. No. No. And these no.
4: kids like watching this brick tournament and then, you know, Brody's kids played in it.
1: Yeah. Kids
4: played in it. Like God, these kids are so goddamn skilled.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> watching it the other day at the I was at the them <laughs> all there, man. It was that was kind of cool to get back to seeing that again it's uh you know we were robbed of that for a bit there at that brick tournament is what i'm talking about
3: it was
4: and, and sunny yeah. did a hell of a job last Yeah, as he always back died, to back right.
1: always died. <laughs> Those so, guys
3: um, be that's a lot of work that is put in
1: yeah yeah okay. um all right uh so we'll finish up on some sad news uh the unfortunate passing of brian marchment and our thoughts and prayers go out to his entire family, um, the Sharks organization, and uh, all his teammates—you um, know everything. Uh, I listened to Ellie Friedman and Jeff Merrick the other day, and Jeff told a really nice story. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it, but uh, Jeff Merrick was about to go play beer league hockey. It's like Division B. Marchment called him up one, one, one night, and he's like, "Hey, are you still playing uh, that beer league hockey?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, uh, "He's like, actually got a game tonight." He's like, "Can I play?" And he's like, "Well, you know it's..." it's this level. It's not like that level. He's like, no, I just want to come out and play. And he's like, I'll pick you up, send me your address. And he went and picked him up and went and played and he was smiling and laughing and just having a good time. And, and uh, you know, I, I, and Elliot had talked about uh, when he was at the draft, a lot of people were like, well, Marchman was close to that person and this person. And Elliot was like, wow, he was close to a lot of cool and like really awesome people in the game. And I guess he had a way of connecting with people like not others had, so that was kind of nice to hear. And and, uh, unfortunate passing, but uh, we uh, what a legend he was on the ice. Uh, You know, everyone hated to play against him, but uh, you know, sounds like he was the great one of the great ones off the ice as as well. And I never met him, but just hearing those kind of stories is nice to hear. But uh, throw to you on this one, uh, Brody, first, and your thoughts and anything you want to say.
3: Um. He was the type of guy you wanted to watch because man, you—if you're on the ice with him, you should probably just change because you might die. If you, I'd be right. I'd be if I was on the ice, I would not. I'd be right outside the blue or outside the dots towards the wall, nowhere, nowhere near the middle of the ice where I might die from him. No, yeah. He was fun to watch for sure. Uh, tough, too tough, son of a bitch. Do we you know how he died yet?
1: I don't think so. From wow. what it sounds like it was just a sudden passing. Like he was at the draft, uh, he was going to be a part of the draft and, and all that, and he had been texting with uh, Evgeny ne- Nabokov uh, a couple of days before. Excitement for the for the development camp that started today for all NHL teams, and and uh, just just really sad news. So I'm not too sure what what happened. It sounded like he was pretty He's young good. man, too young to be dying. Yeah. Fifty-three, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Andy, cool. Andy, Andy, your thoughts on, uh, you know, March Mint as well, the player? I mean,
4: he he ended careers. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was, was mush. Yeah. I think yeah that was. That his was his nickname of mush
1: for a reason. Mush.
4: <laughs> like he he crushed knees, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, he just tough hockey player, and then you know his thoughts go to his kids and. Yeah mason playing in florida it's eh, it's yeah. tough yeah it's a tough one for sure so. and then you know you think of here's mike greer gets hired i'm not laughing at you know mike greer gets hired and he's that's his first business. you know i mean he's got to deal with this
1: yeah former teammate and good friend right so it's uh yeah and uh mike Greer did a hell of a hell of a job yeah that was very well done by him and uh sharks organization. Um, and I, as again, our hearts and our, and our prayers and our thoughts go out to the, uh, to everyone, uh, in, uh, Marchment's family and his friends and teammates. Uh, we'll finish up on that. Uh, thank you for tuning in and, uh, thoughts and prayers to, to mush.